Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special crossover edition of the Fangirl Zone Interviews and Sci-Fi Talk, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and today we have a special treat for our listeners. We have actress Hannah Levine joining us. Welcome to the show, and thanks for spending some time with us, Hannah. Thank you for having me on this lovely St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) I'm sure it's a little more sunny where you are as opposed to where I am, but... (laughs) It is actually a beautiful day today, but um, that's not always the case. I'm calling from Vancouver, Canada, and I feel like we must be one of the rainiest cities in the world. That's not obviously statistically proven, but it rains a lot here. But we've (laughs) just been very fortunate to have some beautiful weather the last few days. It's glorious. That's great. Soak up some sun. Yes, right. You may know Hannah because she is in several mainstream genre TVs and some of the most binge-worth-watching shows that we've seen lately, Supernatural, The Return, Bates Motel, and most recently, you've heard us talk about her, as Victoria on The Magicians. She also has a new show coming up called Sirens that will be on Disney's Freeform in the U.S. and Spark in Canada, and that will be premiering March 29th. So we're Mm -hmm. super excited (laughs) to be talking about that, but first we have to jump in and talk about The Magicians. (laughs) Woohoo! <laughs> I take it you guys like the show. We do. We- Absolutely. <laughs> One of the best yeah. shows on sci-fi right now. Oh, that is so nice to hear. That's awesome. Awesome. Now, we first encountered your character, Victoria, back in season one, where she ended up leaving our little Scooby gang high and dry in Fillory. But <laughs> That's true. <laughs> when, when you come back, were you actually surprised that they decided to bring Victoria back as a major plot point for season three? <laughs> Yeah, I was I was a bit surprised. Like I've kept in touch with some of the people from the magicians because I probably shot my parts on season one about a year and a half ago. Feels like longer, but really not that long ago. I think that's right, a year and a half. Yes, and so there was, I guess, talk of maybe being in season two, and then that didn't quite happen. And then I kind of was focused on other shows and doing other things. And then I started to hear through the grapevine of the people I know on the magicians that my character was coming back and that my agent said, well, they've been asking about your availability, but nothing was concrete until I actually bumped into Arjun Gupta one night who plays Penny. And I saw him out and he was like, Oh, you're you come back on the show. And I, and he just read the scripts and I was like, well, I still haven't even like been, I don't even know for sure if it's happening. And he's like, well, you're in the episode. And <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I was, it was, it was super exciting, and it was really cool, too, to see how much the show had evolved from season one, just the vibe, the characters, the design. Like, I think season one was really a strong start, of course, but it, it was really great to see how everyone had just found their home a little more in the show, and, and I think the show has really found its stride. Uh, yeah, we so couldn't agree really cool. more with you. Season three has definitely been the strongest of the season so far. Yes. Yeah, and the design, the production value looks incredible. Like, it, they've really done an amazing job. And now you know, they're getting a season four, so it's fantastic. In this week's episode, Josh learns that Victoria is lost on the mirror bridge, and it sure seemed like he still had some very strong feelings for her. Could you see them possibly getting back together? Maybe. I love Trevor Einhorn, who plays Josh. We definitely rode down in season one. We spent quite a bit of time together, and he's a great guy and great character. And, yeah, I think, like, 
I mean, Victoria's such a cool character. Like, she's definitely so strong. And, like, I think it'd be nice to see... Well, I would love to see a more romantic side to her because we've seen her be quite feisty and kind of... I don't know. I, I really like Victoria. I think she's such a great character. So I think, yeah, it would be awesome if there was a bit of a love story in there. And I mean, Josh needs a love story. Come on. <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> yeah. And, and he hadn't been part of the Scooby gang for much of this season and the previous season. So it would be nice to have him more involved with the crew in a whole and, and adding uh, Victoria would be nice as well. We're, we're still finishing season three and season four right now is a bit of an open book and there's been some talk, but who knows what will come to be. But certainly I think a love story could be really fun. And with Poppy as well in there, it could be a recipe for a bit of drama. I don't know if I saw Josh and Victoria like necessarily having been in love with each other. There's obviously a really strong friendship there, but I feel like they were all kind of a bit of a like fillery Scooby gang, burning man kind of troop. It all felt like a little bit free love in break bills and everyone was just experimenting and having fun. It didn't necessarily feel like people were in love with the Josh relationship, but definitely I think Victoria felt really betrayed by Poppy regardless of what really happened with her and Josh. I think Victoria is very big on loyalty. So yeah, regardless how serious her and Josh were, I think the fact that Poppy still did that would yeah, I, I can see that. To, so. I can see mm-hmm. that being very, uh, very hurtful. I mean, Poppy is everyone's been saying is kind of a self-serving character. So I think, yeah, Victoria would have known that about Poppy, but probably not expected her to do the dirty on her. If you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> I I was tweeting basically. I was not happy with Felicia Day, and I'm like, oh, that makes her a great actress, though. You hate the character. No, but she you did. Love yeah. The person. Yeah. Exactly. She did a great job. But yeah, the character makes some unlikable decisions for sure. Now, if Victoria survives the Mirror Bridge, which we are really hoping she does, and I know you can't talk about that, would you want to be part of a musical episode next season? 100% yes. (laughs) I don't know what kind of skills I can bring to the music episode, though. I'm pretty good with like an egg shaker percussion, I've discovered. Like, I have some pretty good (laughs) musical friends. But do like open mic nights and stuff like that. And I've been kind of, I've become the egg shaker in the background. <laughs> time. And every good musical act needs an egg shaker, I think. So I definitely can nominate myself for that. But sure, like my first professional gig out of drama school was funnily enough, a musical set in the eighties, which was a blast, but I'm deaf. Like I don't have skills like Trevor and Jade and, and them, but yeah, mus- musicals are super fun. And yeah, that was a very fun episode and well placed, hey, because the episode before was so serious and dramatic. And then we just had this fun, fun episode that, like I said, they've done such a great job with this season. Yeah, I think that was needed. And then plus Bowie. I mean, come on. Right. (laughs) I just went to the David Bowie exhibition in Brooklyn, New York, and it was incredible. I'm a huge Bowie fan. And oh, it was so moving. Like I almost cried a few times. It was just like, what an amazing tribute to him. And yeah, if you're a fan, I definitely recommend that exhibition. I think has been touring the world. It's definitely worth checking out. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's my geek out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to jump over to Supernatural now. Awesome. Talk a little bit about that. So what did you enjoy most about your character, Calliope? Well, it was so fun being cast in the 200th episode. And when I first auditioned for that role, I didn't know it was going to be 
that sort of hallmark episode of the show. And so once I actually got a script and everything, I realized, like, I kind of lucked out. (laughs) Getting a fun character like Calliope is awesome in in any case, and she's a demon. And I'd always, I'd loved, I've been a big Supernatural fan in the past and always said, oh, my gosh, I want to play a demon. I want to get to, like, throw someone against the wall with my superpowers and basically just plot evil things. (laughs) Not that I'm an evil person, but they always look so badass. And and then I was just so lucky to get cast in such a great episode. And even going into my costume fittings for Calliope, the, ward- uh, the wardrobe team and makeup team, everyone just really wanted to, to really go all out for the character uh, with designing my dress. And it just looked so beautiful. And I remember actually emailing the wardrobe team or sending them a card after we shot and saying how awesome. It was so wonderful to get to wear such a beautiful costume like that which was so, yeah, they were very touched. But it was a really, it was a super fun episode, and the vibe on set was awesome. Everyone was super, super friendly. But everyone I know that's worked on Supernatural, and one of my good friends, Ruth Connell, she plays Rowena in the show. Oh, I love her. Oh, she's incredible. And, yeah, I'm like, bring Calliope back and let me, like, be bad with Rowena, please. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody write to gym and tell them that (laughs) um anyway yeah everyone that i know that's worked on that show whether they're in their past or crew has had a blast like it's just a big family and uh jensen and jared are such wonderful leads and really accommodating and friendly and buoyant and and to be doing that show so long they're just really lovely people and so yeah i had a blast on that show really really fun jensen and jared are they as goofy on the set as we see in the gag reels they really are, like, yeah, they're uh, they're just really, like I said, just kind of buoyant people. Like, they're very light and jovial, and yeah, it was something, like, it was funny watching Jared, who plays Sam, when I had to throw him against the wall with my um superpowers. Like, it's kind of funny, because in the show, obviously, they do that effect where they make them move backwards, but when the actor's just literally walking backwards, making strange faces at you, it's, like, <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it looks great on the show, and yeah, they're they're goofy, they're professional, yeah, just really lovely people, which I think you need to be for a show like that, because the drama moments are serious and can be really touching when I watch that show and they have the heart-to-heart moments, but then there there's also a lot of fun sequences, and um, I, yeah, I just think those they found the best two guys for the, those roles on that show. They have been doing that a while. But mm-hmm. we're going to go into your new show that we're super excited about, Siren. And from the looks of the trailer, this is a happy Little Mermaid tale. Can you tell us a little bit more about what's going on? <laughs> no, it's kind of like Ariel and Medusa like got together <laughs> and came up with like something hellish and, and magical and cool. And yeah, basically, it's a dark mermaid tale. So they've, they've taken like the mythology of Sirens and the siren song and all that and placed it in a modern day context. So basically set in a Pacific Northwest seaside town and two young biology students and marine biologists essentially find a mermaid in the town and she is not friendly. (laughs) So yeah, they're kind of warriors, the mermaids. And I think humans, they begin to form a bit of a, a fascination, obviously, with uh, this creature, whether that's just because she is fascinating or because she has a siren song or siren power, we sort of begin to find out more as the show goes on. 
And it, it's really cool because the show starts to address also what is bringing the mermaid to shore and is it the changing of the ocean temperatures. And so it just starts to take on actually a bit of a societal focus as well, which I really think is great. I think the scripts are really strong and yeah, it's, it's sort of a spin on an old tale, but in a dark way. And yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I think all the trailers are looking awesome and Freeform, ABC Freeform, Disney that are making the show. I know they're super pumped about it and the cast are all fantastic. I really, really great and international as well. There, it's actually not too many Americans in the cast, which is um, interesting and always, I'm Australian, so I always love a good international cast. Um, <laughs> And yeah, that's kind of the the rundown of the show. Yeah, that looks fantastic. And uh, can you tell us about why you were drawn to your character, Janine? Uh, so Janine is pretty sassy and a little bit saucy, which is really <laughs> fun. And she dates one of the fishermen that's kind of best friends with the, the guys that find the mermaid. So I, I'm kind of pulled into some of the action around that. But yeah, Janine's really cool because she's sort of she's a strong female character herself, and I really love that about her. In fact, there's a lot of strong female characters in the show, which I think is awesome. Which we of and, course uh, love here at the Fangirl Zone. Yes, <laughs> yes, totally. It's really cool, and and it's really great to see so much of that being written. And we had some female directors on the show, writers as well. So it definitely felt like a really a great vibe for that which obviously is so important, especially right now with everything in the media that we have been seeing. Yeah, Janine, I just loved that she was, yeah, a strong woman. She's got a bit of attitude, definitely got some personality, does some maybe inappropriate things. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to watch and find out. <laughs> well, with as much as you're able to give us, is Janine going to have any scenes interacting with Rin, the mermaid, Michelle? With the mermaid? I can't say that yet, okay. but I will, I will say that Eileen Powell, who plays Rin, is fantastic and she does a killer job and I think people are just going to love her. Okay. We also have another uh, sci-fi veteran on the show playing the deputy. Do you have any, um, you had any scenes with uh, Tammy Gillis from Ghost Wars? Yeah, yeah. So Tammy's awesome. I got, I hadn't worked with Tammy before, but we did get to know each other on the show. And uh, she's fantastic. And I haven't caught up with Ghost Wars yet, but I've certainly been meaning to. Have you guys watched it? Oh, yeah. yeah we podcasted on it. Oh, awesome. And you, and you obviously think it's a good show? Yeah. Yes. Oh, so good. Yeah, I definitely. It's hard to keep track of. There's just so much great TV <laughs> out there. But I do love a good sci-fi show. So I definitely have that on my list to watch. Yeah. And Tammy's awesome. And, and again, she's been playing some really cool roles. And. We were joking about, like, she's like, yeah, people told me I could never play a cop. And then she's like, now I'm playing all these badass cops. I'm like, you go, girl. <laughs> I want to play a cop. <laughs> yeah. One other question about Siren. Is Rin going to have an effect on the men in the community to where you're basically having to fight not only her, but their feelings toward her as well? Mm, it's almost like you have the power of foresight Steve <laughs> can you see the future well I, I I can't really say that but there is definitely there the legend of siren being able to affect the way people think there is definitely an element of that storyline in the town and in the history of, of, of what has been happening with mermaids coming to the town in the past 
So it's definitely alluded to that there could be the potential for that to happen in the story, and we, we do see that pretty early on, but as far as whether or not it happens, I can't reveal. Right. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Yeah. We've done some interviews like that. It's like, oh, I can't say that. And it's like, oh, so that means everybody I has know. to watch. So we know exactly know. what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Well, Siren, yeah, Permian is 29th of March. So it's not, it's like two weeks away, just under two weeks, yeah. I think. So yes. yeah, it's all happening pretty soon. So we're going to move on to just about you questions, Hannah. So everybody okay. knows what you're doing. What has been the driving force for you? Becoming an actress. Oh, so for me, becoming an actress, it it was a, something that I wanted to do from a young age. And I think the reasons why have changed over time, as I think with a lot of actors, it does, because it's not the easiest lifestyle to stay with for a long time. You know, unless you I think if you get like a really big break early on in your career, then maybe you're set and you don't have to really think about it. But if you're kind of like a jobbing actor for years, and I certainly worked in theater a lot as well. In Australia, uh, lived in LA as well. Now I live between LA and Vancouver, Canada. Yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of rejection and a lot of great things as well, but you've definitely gotta want to be doing it to stick with it for sure. So I would say initially, I think it was fun and I, I felt quite liberated when I performed, whether it was like just in a drama class or whatever. And then I think over time, I really loved the storytelling aspect of it, uh, the connection to an audience and getting to step into other people's shoes and maybe feel and experience things that I didn't feel I could in my everyday life. So definitely those aspects have have stayed with me now for sure. And yeah, and it's, you know, especially uh, some of the stuff I get to work on now, like when I walk onto those sets, like you look at the magicians, it's it's so incredible. I just pinch myself and think that there's so many amazing people contributing to this moment that I get to be a part of. Like, I'm just trying to like do my best and keep up with them and really compliment the work that they've been doing as well. So I don't know if that answers your question. But <laughs> All right. What is uh, your current guilty pleasure TV show? Oh, I thought you were going to say my current guilty pleasure. And I was like, probably that chocolate Guinness cake. Yeah. <laughs> That I bought from the bakery on St. Patrick's Day, which was delicious. Guilty Pleasure TV show. You know what? I'm kind of lame with TV because I don't watch a lot of stuff that I don't love. Like, I watch, I really, like, get into good shows. So, I mean, it's not a guilty pleasure, but I'm watching The Crown, and I finished Big Little Lies recently. But they're both, obviously, wonderful shows. Yes. Um, Yeah, I want to say something funny, but I just. <laughs> I guess I'm a nerd. <laughs> well, you fit right uh, in. That's yeah. why we fangirl about everything here too. Yeah. <laughs> what What are your What are your guys's guilty pleasure shows? Do you want to say? Oh, <laughs> I, I'm an anime person. I just finished oh. watching another series on Netflix that I can't actually pronounce, so <laughs> probably not going <laughs> to. That sounds cool. What about you, Steve? Mine, I basically stay with the sci-fi, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm full-blown nerd, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I take that back. I guess I do have a little bit of a guilty one with um, Rick Steves' uh, travel shows, because oh. I've been traveling the last few years, so it gives me hints and ideas of where I might want to go next. Oh, that's, yeah. I mean, it, like, there's just so many good TV shows these days that having, like, a guilty pleasure, like, like, which to me is, like, oh, is it, like, a, 
not-so-good show, there really, like, aren't that many of them. They don't seem to stay on TV anymore. It is. It's yes. hard. Yeah. Now, some of you might be wondering what she was talking about with the cake. We were wondering earlier off, oh, before we started, <laughs> if there was anything that Hannah was doing for St. Since today is actually St. Patrick's Day, if you were celebrating, and she celebrated with what sounds like <laughs> an amazing piece of chocolate cake that I now really want. <laughs> Made with Guinness. Was there anything oh, else you were doing today? I'm going to send you a photo of it. <laughs> uh, I, I took a photo of it. I put it on my Instagram story because I was like, Guinness chocolate cake. It's like three words that like are heaven to me. <laughs> <laughs> anything else I'm doing? You know what? I was actually going to take it easy and be a nerd tonight and not do anything because I've been traveling and I'm going to LA soon as well. And I, I'm just a bit like, uh, like I need to take it easy and not go out and, and be belligerent on St. Patrick's Day, but it's a beautiful day, and all my friends are texting and being like, oh, tonight we're coming out, and people are posting photos with green beer, and I'm like, as if as if I'm not going out, like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I'm Australian, I feel like we're kind of like the Irish, I mean, someone's going to hate me for saying that, I'm sure. No, <laughs> not <know>. at all. <laughs> a lot of Irish have moved to Australia. Right, and a lot of adaptable, them. and I feel like we jump on a bandwagon of any good party, so <laughs> I, I think it's my birthright to go. So, yeah, I'll probably go out tonight for a few uh, drinks. Yeah, yeah, it's a good day. It's a good day for, you know, celebrating in general. Yeah. Okay, what kind of advice would you give to actresses coming up in the business or just women in, in the film industry at all? Ooh, I would say be honest with yourself about why you want to do it or what, like if you, if to be an actor, like what, what is really driving you? And I would just really stick to that because you meet so many people that tell you, you have to be one way or another way. And, and I think you really need to have a good compass about what's driving you to do it. And I think surround yourself with people and things and, and, whatever it is that inspires you, like surround yourself with that and keep creative and take some risks. I think like I've moved several times across the world, partly for Korea and not always with guarantees of any work. Or, I mean, sometimes I've been fortunate to have a project lined up. that's taken me somewhere, but even just, I was in New York city recently. And one of my actress friends who's been very successful at times has just moved there and, is a big move for her, and people probably said, same as what they've said to me in my career, where they'll say, you really shouldn't do that, you should stay in LA, you should stay in Sydney, you should stay where. But I think you've got to have a, you've got to sort of trust your instincts to an extent too, and, and live your life the way you want. And I do believe when you put all that positive energy out there, the right things will come to you. So I would just say to maintain your integrity and your artistic creativity and just be truthful to yourself about why you're doing that and speaking of creativity you seem to be very <laughs> creative as um looks like you've got several short film projects that you've done in the past yeah i mean i certainly so as an actor like starting out after drama school because i did a lot of theater in australia i did did plenty of short films as an actor that i acted in just because i was sort of hungry to just do any Get, get onto any project I could and great opportunity to practice my skills and build up the show reel, which actors have to do in, early in their career. But I did actually go to film school in Australia. I got my master's in directing and writing. I'm very passionate about filmmaking and about content and acting is wonderful, but it's only 
part of my creativity. Like I also really enjoy creating stuff with other filmmakers and artists, which is probably why I say, you know, I walk onto magician's set and I see this work because I, I do know from having studied film how much work that really is to, yes. to pull all that together. But this film that I am making now, it's almost finished. And actually, I've been super fortunate. The people that have uh, come together on that, it's actually shot by Ellie Smolkin, who's the DP on The Magicians. So he's incredible. And one of the directors from The Magicians, Shannon Coley, directed the piece as well. So I was definitely in pretty amazing magical company to make that. But it's been an amazing experience. It is essentially a short film, and it's one that I wrote and was really passionate about bringing to life. And hopefully, our hope for it is that it, it maybe has a bigger life as a project beyond just a short film, but also just that it, it puts us all out there in a sense of being able to make different content, other kinds of projects, and uh, maybe other films and, and things like that. So it's been a great experience. It's a lot of work, independent film. It's incredibly challenging. <laughs> I bet um, it is. Yeah, absolutely. And so many people donating their time for free and just coming on board because they believe in it or believe in you. I mean, it's it's incredible. So I've been very fortunate to have such a great team on that project. All right. Well, can you tell us a little bit about your short film, Hunting Season? Yeah, it's basically set at a remote gas station in rural Canada. And there is a creature on the loose that people are out hunting for. And they think it's a bear or a cougar. And it centers around a, a chick working late night shift at a gas station. And basically this creature they're hunting ends up appearing to her there. And they have a very tense standoff that brings a lot of things to the surface. And, and stylistically, it looks pretty incredible. And so that's the premise of it. Small town, bit of a thriller, but also with, I think, quite a lot of heart. So... It sounds like it could fit right into an X-Files episode, that's for sure. Well, you know, I actually, I love the X-Files, and I kind of, when I was first creating it, I'm like, it's like a Twin Peaks meets X-Files. But I don't know if it's it's totally like that now. I think right now it's a little more like an E.T. or something, which is totally fine by me, because I love E.T. In any case, it's definitely evolved from script now to screen, and I, I have no idea how it's going to be when it finishes. I, I hope a really strong project, but we'll see. I feel like no one's ever completely satisfied with their own film. <laughs> like you just want to keep fixing it and fixing it forever. But I, I think every filmmaker says that. So yeah. Yeah. I think everyone's <laughs> always their biggest critic. Oh, so. totally. And honestly, if, if I could edit as nearly as well as my editor, I would sit, be sitting in front of my computer, just like tinkering and tinkering <laughs> and pr- probably not for the best, but I don't have that uh, ability, so I just have to let it go. <laughs> so how different is it being in front of the camera as opposed to behind the camera? I think it's really different. I think when you're in front of the camera, for me anyway, like as much as I try to keep my eye on the big picture and really like keep aware of everything else that's happening, and we, and we do learn camera etiquette to an extent and our understanding of camera movement and lights and stuff, you're also playing a character with motivations and with relationships and you're doing a lot of your own inner work as an actor connecting to whoever you're acting with and you can only keep your focus so much on everything else that's happening whereas when you're behind the camera you're looking at so much more than just that and you're thinking about the full story and what comes next and visuals and mood and you you kind of have the freedom to think much bigger whereas yeah I think when you're in front of the camera 
your vision is definitely a little more narrowed into like what you need to focus on for who you're playing. So it's really different. I, I love, I love both sides. I think they're both really wonderful. And yeah, I think especially just also being from Australia where we don't have such a big film TV industry, I always just feel so grateful to be able to act on, to be able to do what I love and do it in on like some great shows. So. They're both great positions to be in. Well, I know we're about out of time, so we will wrap everything up with you. Of course, everybody who's listening, we ask you to rate and review us on iTunes and every other podcatcher you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. And, <laughs> of course, you can find us at fangirlzone.com. Everything we have is there for our contact links, but you can follow Hannah on her Facebook and Instagram. They're the same. It's Hannah Levine. That's H-A-N-N-A-H-L-E-V-I-E-N official. And on Twitter, it's at Hannah Levine. And of course, anytime you want to come back to talk about your future projects, we are totally down for that. Oh, awesome. No, I'd love to. And hopefully you guys will be watching Sire when it comes out. And uh, I'd love to hear from you what you think of that. Yeah. And I'm going to send you a photo of my cake because <laughs> FOMO is real. Oh. <laughs> That's the fear of missing out, in case you don't know. Yes. <laughs> I, I well, think I just sent it to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for the lovely chat. Yeah. Thank you so much, for uh, Hannah, for chatting with us today. It's been a pleasure. And we um, are looking forward to seeing you in Siren and wish you the best of luck on all your f- future projects. And please don't forget to check out the upcoming TV series Siren on Disney's Freeform in the U.S. and on Spark in Canada, which premieres on March 29th. Woohoo! I am totally jealous um, of this cake, Hannah. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh! It looks insane. I mean, and it was it was completely delicious. But as soon as I saw it, I was like, "What the? That looks incredible! That's so good!" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Awesome, awesome. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, I look forward to hearing from everybody when they catch Siren. That's right. Everybody tweeted Hannah when you're watching Siren <laughs> so she knows where they're behind her. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, everyone. And until next time. <laughs>